0: Yeah, Tom. How are you? I'm I'm great. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm so sorry. There, I have no rhyme or reason for <laughs> yeah, count, um, <laughs> I'm here with uh, Ernesto. Do you want to be Ernesto on this? Yeah. Ernesto, Ernie, whatever. Ernesto, Ernie. <laughs> um, just a little backstory. We we were in a play together. Yeah. Uh, James Garcia on uh-huh. um, the Pastorella. Pastorella. Which Pastorella. one were we in? The, um, uh, Joe Arpaio. Yeah. Not the Trump not, one. Not the Trump it one. It was oh gosh, I, but that was fun. Yeah. Um, but no, we were in the it
1: was Joe Arpaio. It was the Pastorella. Yeah. Um, but it takes different forms I know. Yeah. So parts, I'm trying to think of what. Yeah, it was the, it was the Joe Arpaio, and that's when. O'Ciel played like 50 parts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> in, 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 30 yeah, in 30 exactly. seconds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then uh, I was a demon guy. Oh, that's right. And, and then, then the guy in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Burn, burning Flow, What's that? Sound?
0: Oh, yes. Um,
1: Ring yeah. of Fire? Yeah there, yeah. It? yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, just gosh. Fire. With, my, uh, with the football little football booty shots. Yeah, yeah, the the booty yeah, I remember that. Okay, oh, so
0: funny. Everyone had
1: nightmares. Um...
0: So I wanted to have you on because, um, one, we did theater together, and then also you do uh, a lot of stand-up around the valley. And then yeah. also, I saw you were, what, at an art arts
1: congress yeah. last week? What was that? Exactly? Yeah, it was, um, it was a bunch of artists uh, at the Capitol advocating for, for the arts. Uh, you okay. know, there's there's uh, funding that's been cut. Um, and arts are very, very important. Yes. Um, not only for the city, but for the devel- just de- just development, development of people, and development in education, and yeah. uh, and it's really important for our kids. Yeah. Um. So we were there, getting in front of uh, our legislators, and and telling them how important it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we had to, you know, be strategic about it because they always right. look at uh, how is it affecting the uh, pocketbooks and. All of course, it always seems to be the first thing cut. Yeah, schools, I mean, and it's so so important. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. right now I work at a theater company, and and that's our focus is uh, is theater for young audiences, and yeah. um, and the, there's a big literacy and education component that, that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, the theater company tour what brings theater to to schools that don't have access to to theater yeah. because I mean and, and the schools love it because they recognize that is so important for for kids to have that. That exposure to the arts, um, yeah. and I mean, there's studies that show that that the kids um, actually do better when they're exposed to the arts. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I don't understand why it's you know why it's the yeah. first.
0: Um, I wonder if it's because it's so misunderstood. Yeah, like with science, you're like, there's medicine, math, there's yeah, uh, whatever you can measure. But arts, it's it's a painting, or yeah. it's a play, yeah. or it's music. So it's not. I don't know. They don't take it as seriously, even though they should. You, it's um Child's Play, right? Yeah, that Child's work Play with. theater company. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah. I I'm a preschool teacher, and then um, and but I've been doing theater for a while, and my director signed me up for this training, but it was with Child's Play, yeah. and it was how to incorporate theater techniques into the classroom. Yeah, which for some stupid reason I never put together. Yeah, even though I do theater, like after work I'll go do theater. But for some reason, I never thought to bring the theater into the classroom. Right. And it was, it was really cool to to put that together. Was art
1: a big growing up for you? or Yeah, you know, um, and I think it was, um, yeah, yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I, I was a uh, dancer my whole life. Uh, <gasps> um, kind of dance? You know, um, all the techniques that you can think of, well, ballet, jazz, or the yeah, things yeah. I loved, um, contemporary flamenco. Folk, uh, folklorico, all, yeah. of, uh, all of it. But yes, yeah, my whole life. I, st- I think I stopped when there was a time when I went. I got some. It was like heavy burnout, and mm-hmm. I was in the late twenties around there. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have that in you. So when you're on the stage, yeah. it feels like you're born on the stage, and you always have to be on the stage. It doesn't yes. matter what form you're, what form it is. So um, I think uh, theater and stand up is a great outlet for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was dance the first? artistic outlet you yeah, went through yeah, yeah yeah and it's still now i mean like i said it's still right. a big part of me um yeah but that was my first exposure to the arts and and, and um, i feel like I, I you learn it you of course you're always learning the expression piece and how to how to yeah. be an artist but I, you know obviously it kind of clicked like lay, way later like almost towards the end like yeah Oh, I'm an artist. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah this is the, my, I'm using my body to express um, these emotions or these things. It's not just uh, uh, trying to get that gig on a music video. Right, yeah. 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 That's <laughs> yeah. me all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: When, when was that mo- I'm dying. Um, I'm going through puberty. <laughs> when was that moment for you when it wasn't just something you kind of did and it became this
1: form of expression? You know, I think it was... Um, I think it became pretty clear to me when I stopped having fun and I had to step back and, uh, and evaluate what is going on here. Because it, it went from from the time when my parents put me in dance classes, so I think it was five or eight, or I was little, mm-hmm. um, until my 20s, right? Um, but up until then, up until that time, it was my parents that were supporting oh, me. Cool. And, you know, it was it was. It was them feeding me and it was yeah. them clothing me. And it, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's turned into this is how you're going to make money and you're not making money at it. And uh, what is it now? How important it is to you? But it, it it almost like it was a light went on and I said, I still want to do this. I definitely want to do this. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it in this form mm-hmm. because I know I'm an artist. Yeah. I know that there's a lot out there that I can do. I just don't want to be in front of casting people. and. And being judged and hating my body oh and <laughs> so harsh <laughs> yeah and uh, and being told these things, so uh-huh. I have to just step away from it, um, but still I mean uh it, it, it didn't go away, I still love those things, and I really love um even now more so that even that during that time when I had stepped away, um, I started to appreciate the artists the the the, the people that um that created these types, this type of dance, like, yeah. like Martha Graham and, and, and yeah. Isadora Duncan, and all the, all those uh, all those people from the past. And yeah, because uh, yeah, um, when you're going through the motions, especially the way I got my training, um, you, yeah, you don't talk about any of that. I was a studio mm-hmm. kid, so yeah. so we weren't doing any dance theory or mm-hmm. any dance history. It was just. Technique, 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 and this dance. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so it was good. I think it was a good time to step back. It also ha- helped me uh, figure out that I liked other types of right. art forms, and theater was interesting to me. So, yeah. That's, that's how kind of... did? When? How old were you when theater started coming into you? You know what? Actually, the play that I did with you, I think it was probably my. Play maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You couldn't even tell. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I had done some stage readings. Mm-hmm. I did one actual play play called Bless Me Ultima with uh, cool. with Teatro Bravo. Uh-huh. Um, and then right after that was Pastorella. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you know how that came about was um was I had been doing stand-up. Um and I just kind of fell into stand-up. Uh, people said I was funny, and they had always said that. And I was like, "Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one day I gave it a try, and um, and it clicked. And and um, and when you're doing stand-up, there was some times when I would uh, tell stories and those characters, and, and I would do act-outs on stage, and they just wouldn't go well, so I would not do them. And right. uh, And... Uh, and people liked them, but some guy gave me a, a a suggestion. You know, what you should do. You should go take an acting class, or maybe go do some community theater, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It'll help you out. And so that's I auditioned for for a play, and, and we got the role. Yeah. So uh, cool. yeah, yeah. Previously, I like maybe a couple of months before, I did a storytelling show with the guy who um, who cast me for the play. Uh Uh, So we kind of had that connection. And now uh, we're really good friends, yeah.
0: That's great. Yeah,
1: With, um, back to growing up, so your parents are
0: the ones that got you into it?
1: Yeah, I think my mom just got me into it because my brother was like really into sports and um, my older brother. And she said, "You just didn't seem interested Yeah. <laughs> and of that." Yeah. She was like, "No, nope, I don't want to do that." Yeah. But he started taking dance classes because his friends started taking dance classes, and you know, you, I want to do everything my older brother did, uh, well, except for sports. But um, yeah, yeah. he was taking dance classes. So I thought it was it seemed kind of cool, so uh, so I followed my brother, but he he didn't last very long. Uh, um, no. And now he's, he moved on to sports and other stuff, right? Uh-huh. But um, I I kept. I kept going. Right. Yeah, yeah. I loved them. Um I loved it.
0: can your parents uh, adopt me?
1: <laughs> 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 I hated it. it
0: was mine was always um, you have to get a good job. Yeah. You have to become a nurse. Yeah. And that was always and then so when I started doing theater, there was so much pushback and this doesn't make money yeah. my kid. What are you doing? And so I I'm
1: up for adoption if if they're <laughs> if if they're available. Well, um, I know now. Later, um, there, I'm. Yeah, we had those conversations. Like, okay, right, right. <laughs> what is? What are you doing? Yeah, are you gonna go? Are you gonna do anything else? Uh, yeah, Because yeah, this is not making. And still, my dad's like, "Are they gonna pay you?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt,
0: are, were they as supportive with with stand up and theater as they were with
1: dance? They do. You know, I they were just like, uh, whatever. That's okay. uh, another thing he's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll, I don't know. I, I feel like, I'm, you know what? Let me tell you something that happened. I feel like they were kind of, really didn't think anything of it. Dance or whatever. It, it was just Ernie, and that's what he does, right? Okay. Um, and, uh, and same with theater and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And my parents would come and see the plays and, and, and so on. But, nothing really until (laughs) until they started taking it serious Um, when i got cast in a commercial and i got very lucky because people audition all the time and don't get cast in anything but uh i got very lucky and i was doing a friend a favor and she said can you please go to this casting because the person i was supposed to send there uh uh, bailed out so Uh i went and i did the casting it took it wasn't even a minute. I didn't even have a headshot. They took a picture of me there. Um, and when I got in the car, she called me back saying, you got the part. And it ended up being a national commercial. So what? it was for cons, uh, cons, home plus, cons, okay. plus, yeah. And all I like, it was uh, like, my kids were there. We kind of jumped around while well, my fake kids. Like uh, kid? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looked nothing like me. If you look at the commercial, uh, it was a commercial on print yeah. Yeah, But man. if you look at it, those kids look nothing like me. I'm like, these kids are adopted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so uh it was yeah, I did the commercial it was it was a national commercial um so you saw me when that thing ran, you saw me a lot, and so my parents are like, oh my God yeah. <laughs> look at what my son does now yeah. <laughs> this is what he does so now it's a whole different thing yeah. yeah, yeah yeah yeah, that
0: must have made them feel so proud just that because that's the
1: you see, I, I mean, I guess yeah. you see
0: your kids on TV, yeah. Because yeah. usually it's it's just well, I don't know how to show this to other people. Is that to say what you're doing with your life.
1: Just yeah.
0: With at least with my parents. Um, what if you could be in a commercial for anything? Like you want to rep that shit. What would you want to be in a commercial
1: for? God, what a question! Oh, um, you know, I guess it would be like. What would it be? Well I guess it would be a couple things okay one and me because i like to i i um yeah to to make money um oh, I, yeah, I had to uh i definitely had to get like a, a quote unquote real job uh-huh, and yes. uh, i have i have a nonprofit background that I've been a fundraiser for twenty years now mm-hmm. um so charity work is always uh close to my heart, so I think I would uh, It'd be great to to be in a commercial about a charity that I'm passionate for, um, yeah. um, and there's a few, um, but you know what, okay, no, okay, scratch oh, that, scratch that, <laughs> Take scratch back. that, scratch that, because uh, if we're going to be on TV, yeah. I, you know what I love? I love those Toyota commercials where that, that guy, <laughs> that guy oh. loves his car so much. Yeah. Or even the flow commercials. Oh, the, yeah, the yeah, progressive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I would want something like that. Yeah. yeah
0: you're I'm glad you went to those because when you were saying the charity one, I thought of my answer and I said, oh, fuck, his is genuine and nice. <laughs> Mine was the, I don't know, it's those really shady ones late at night where it's like, hey, so are you home alone? You want to talk wow. to someone on the phone and it's just super cheesy and it's the dude or the lady on the
1: couch. But how amazing like, are those commercials? They're or, so great. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Give me a call. Can I can I make a confession? I have, a, I have, I've always wanted to be like the next big psychic <laughs> oh yes. I that would be. I didn't have any of those abilities. Oh, <laughs> but goodness. I want to be the next Walter Mercado. Yeah. You know who that is? Yeah. Walter Mercado is like in, in Latin America, he's the astrologer to the stars, right? And he was actually Bill Clinton's astrologer. He's very famous. So he, he grew up in a little town in Puerto Rico, but be mm-hmm. but exploded to be this uh, he he was also an actor and a dancer. And um but he was also an astrologer. It was kind of like a side view yeah but uh but he got a break uh his break because he one day someone didn't show up to the studio or something and 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 he was like the filler the game uh-huh. they said uh, can you do this right yeah and so now he's this psychic around the world but but the thing about him is he's like like Liberace astrologer right yeah yeah he uh he wears these big 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 coats um and I think they said one time that those quotes are like $100,000. And. Um, eight, yeah, that is that? Yeah, I feel like we will. Are they. Uh, we're being
0: stared at. Yeah, people. we're being stared at by people. Well, are they, we, are oh, they still had, looking? I had room two, but there's a dude in there in that other room. And so we jacked this room. Let's see if they say anything to us or if. We just awkwardly get looked at.
1: Oh, they walked away. They walked away.
0: Confrontation. Oh, shit. They're probably going to tell us.
1: Where's Walter Mercado? <laughs> yeah. Where's he at? We need to we ask him for help. We need ask him for help. Right now. Because he has influence. They're no, going to come back. I think they're... Uh, okay, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll keep start. going until... Yeah. No, um, no, no, no. But uh, the, the, the Walter, he's this, uh, he's this um, astrologer, and he has these big, big, like, big cloaks and big, big... Big Dorothy's Borneck hair and this yeah no you have to just is he still doing the thing right now yeah he changes the name into something else but he I mean you can still find stuff and he right. still has merch and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're sponsored by Walter Mercado <laughs> yeah yeah and I always say one day I want to write a play about a character yeah. that's like Walter Mercado yeah oh yes here's our, uh oh, here here's our right. people yeah we're like to get kicked out uh oh hit the pause pause
0: okay now we're back to life. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're back. What uh, we are talking Walter. Walter. Walter didn't save us there. We got yeah, no, Walter. See, that's why he doesn't have a he doesn't have a show right now. So.
0: Yeah, some bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I always say I wanted to, I want to do a play about a character that's like Walter Mercado yeah. because I mean you have to look him up if you don't know him. He does these like uh, my favorite thing about him is like he when he does the astrology he's like. Big when he says it's like he's like Sahitario right? And, it, then he, <laughs> and then and like he turns to the camera, like he's looking away, and then he like does like a like looks right into the camera, like Sahitario. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, sure. Yeah, and he's like, he's very androgynous, and you're like, is this, this is, is this a man bad. or is this my tia? Oh, <laughs> I love him. To you that. should. Right. I have an obsession it, with him. That's so great. Yeah. Um, is what was I gonna say. Yeah. So yeah, we were saying we went, uh, uh, commercial. We yeah, right, what commercial we'd Yeah. What commercial? Yeah. Um, yeah. But those late night things, those late night things, I love. Yeah. Those are nuts. And then, I always feel weird as an
0: actor, and I and I know you're you're supposed to take whatever you get. I think is what the philosophy is. Um, but the ones that are like. I've
1: been living with herpes for 20 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can really. <laughs> well, you, you take them when you're like, they because they tell you right up front, this is how much it pays. And you're like, that's how much that pays? Hell yeah, I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, 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 I guess that would
0: be the the make or break is if you get hungry. Um, you, what was the journey into stand-up? So, then, so if it was dance, and then
1: stand-up and then theater mm-hmm. then? Yeah. Is that, so then let's go to stand-up. Stand-up. You, you? you know, like I said, I have a, a nonprofit background. And one day I was doing a fundraiser for a food bank that I worked for um, in uh, at the Tempe Improv. Mm-hmm. And they asked for a speaker. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, I'll do it because I speak in front of people all the time. And uh, uh, I went on stage. I don't know what I said, but the guy's yeah. like, you're funny. um you should
0: try stand-up. So they said, you're so funny, you should do stand-up. <laughs> hey, I'm so sorry. Did I, record it? Did I re- <laughs> If you want to go back to, how did you start stand-up? Okay. Let's do that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you actually, have the fundraising background? Yes, yes. Nonprofit background? Yes.
1: So I, uh, yeah, I have a nonprofit background, a uh, fundraising background. And I was doing a fundraiser at the Tempe Improv uh, for a food bank that I worked for. And... Um, and they asked for a speaker. I said, sure, I'll, I'll speak. I speak in front of people all the time, and, uh, and I spoke, and I was funny, I guess, because the guy's like, uh, you're really funny. Where do you do stand-up? Uh-huh. So I've never done it. And he said, well, if you ever want to try it, let me know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and it took me a year to get enough, uh, get enough nerve to try it, but a year later, I, uh, I tried it, and, yeah. uh, and it's been, it's been how,
0: how old were you at the
1: time? <sighs> It had to have been. I think it's 2013. Okay. So what are we in right oh, now? That's
0: recent. It's. Oh my god.
1: 2018.
0: 2018. Yeah. I don't so wanna sorry.
1: acknowledge 2017. That <laughs> <laughs> was so bad. Oh yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. It was just death and yeah, um, uh, stress. So
0: 2013. Okay. Yeah. I so think you were 12, twi- or
1: 2012 or 2013. I'm yeah. 41 now, so I said before I'm 40, I'm gonna go on stage. So I Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. And then how? And then to, to theater now, what have you found that were similar and very different from dance to stand-up to theater?
1: Ooh. Dance and theater are kind of the same in that you have to work with a team mm-hmm. all the time. Yes. Um, and uh, stand-up, it's you by yourself. Uh-huh. And you really have con- you have control over... For the most part, over what's going to go on, <clears throat> or how the audience is going to respond, or how that show's going to go. Yeah. Um, what, that do you, was, what, that what was what was a cha- that was a challenge for me. Oh, yeah, geez. and I'll explain. I w- uh, uh, it was during Pastorella. This I felt this a lot during Pastorella, and uh, more so when I did it with uh, the Trump version because mm-hmm. that year I got a bigger part, and I think I think James wrote like 40, yeah. 40, li- 40 pages of lines. Oh, shit. <laughs> like there's no way i can learn all this no way yeah um um, and if you know this playwright there's a playwright in Uh, phoenix james garcia and yeah he's known for for those parts yeah the 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 lines being just long and Uh and uh um and him changing them the last minute yes uh, (laughs) yes yeah yeah there's always a joke like don't learn your lines the first night because they're going to be changed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember he would, we would learn it finally and he would still be changing it. And it was just like, you know, we open in like a couple weeks. You know, we close tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's the last show. I yeah. don't know if me changing this will, will affect the story that much. Yeah.
1: But uh, he, uh, yeah. So there was some very, very, very funny lines in there. Some uh-huh. great jokes that he wrote in there. Um, and, there was, I remember one time when all, everyone was doing great. Everyone's timing was great. It was seamless. It was, um, um, I felt like the timing for the jokes were landing and uh-huh. the audience was, you know, dead eyes. Right. Yeah. yeah and you're just like, there's no, there's no right. energy coming from the audience. Yeah. Right? Um, in stand-up, I could easily step back and say, okay, my material is not working. I need to connect with the audience. And that's when I would start to do crowd work. How are you doing? What's going on? Is it your first time here? Are you married? That kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and do something to to, to to turn around that show. Yeah, um, I couldn't do that because right. I well, just had to stay, yeah. it, stay on script. And yeah. yeah, I couldn't do crowd work. as, <laughs> as <laughs> In, the middle, of in the, play. the middle of the play. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was very tough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's where I feel like I have control 100%. I mean, I guess as an actor, you do have control, obviously. You do your part right and be yeah. believable and, yeah. and that whole thing. Um, but And be present. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, there's, that there's, was a challenge yeah. for me. I'm like, ah, I want to go out there and do this. Right. Yeah. There's definitely
0: a difference because I'm guessing... I've never done stand-up, but I'm guessing with stand-up, you know, this is, this is you coming to life on the stage, whereas an actor... We're given the words, and then we bring those words and that vision to life. And yeah. it is more of a team, um, whereas stand up it rests more on your shoulders. So you kind of have more leeway to do what you want, do what you're comfortable with. Whereas you can't really break out into this thing like, "Hey, ma'am, how you doing?" Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so that that would be very tricky. W- with the the nonprofit, what? Uh, sort of nonprofits have you worked with?
1: Oh, nonprofit stuff. Um, you know, I've uh, I was working with a food bank for for a very long time um, as a fundraiser and PR and all kinds of stuff there. Um, I used to be the executive director for the Le- Gay and Lesbian Community Center here in mm-hmm. town. Um, what is that? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for a long time, this was one of the most interesting jobs I've had is I, um, I worked for the National Marrow Donor Program. Okay. It has a new name now. BMAT, I think it's called now. But, um, they would find stem cell transplants for, um, for patients who, who needed those transplants. Most of them had, well, a big chunk of them had, uh, leukemia, those types Mm -hmm. of diseases. Um, and they weren't. Unable to locate transplants within their families, mm-hmm. so um, so they'd go. The doctors would look into this registry, this large, very large registry. It's the lar- I think it's the largest in the world, and they worked with cooperative registries all around the world. Okay, so um, so you could find someone, and, and finding a stem finding a transplant like that. This is finding someone who uh, has almost exactly the same dna as you yeah yeah so uh Aww. so you they would look all around the world for this person that's nuts and and the other thing is that people sign up like you go we would go to universities and say hey you want to sign up and you know like, when you're a freshman you signed up for this thing right where they take mm. a little vial of blood and they, you never heard from them now you're 40 oh <laughs> shit <laughs> they're like <laughs> there's a patient uh that needs your help and you're like what and so you know a lot of life has happened in between there and maybe yeah yeah, your views might have changed you know all kinds of stuff um so it, it was we were constantly making those phone calls and people were like what yeah are you talking about and they're like okay well and you would hear the stories all the time they're like i don't i vaguely remember doing this i remember i was donating blood someone said something but yeah i'm willing to help and 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 they would uh do all kinds of stuff in that uh for us to harvest that that marrow at least the time when i was working there um i think technology has advanced a little but they would uh, i mean the first way was we put them under general anesthesia and a doctor in a in a in a operating room Uh would take this humongous like the size of this microphone or the size of this the can of this diet coke here Uh that's what how big the syringe looked with this huge and would take out the marrow from their Mm, from their iliac crest which is like their hip bone right Uh and then um that was one way um the other way is uh we'd give them a medication and the time I was there, it was under a, a clinical study. So I think it's past another, they're actually the, the way they're doing it, but, um, they, we'd give them a medication that would increase the, the white cell count in their body. Yeah. Um, and we'd take out the blood kind of like if you donate plasma or, or you know, yeah, plasma or I guess dialysis and plasma is more of their thing. But, yeah. um, yeah, they centrifuge the cells that they needed out and then return the rest of the blood to you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah so but the side effects from that is the it was a, a bunch of white cells and the same thing happens when you like get the flu so these mm. people were miserable for like a week until uh-huh. we pulled out, yeah. <laughs> until we pulled out uh, those cells so it was a lot but the cool thing about that thing was we get we got to be the couriers for that uh for those cells yeah. and sometimes they would send you across the world i mean like to europe and uh and so and but you had in your hand in a little cooler these sales that was going to go into someone and potentially save their life. Yeah. Yeah. It was the craziest that's thing. Nuts. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. Um, so it sounds like
0: helping people and then charity work is really big with you. Yeah. Um, I, uh, as an actor, I'm a piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, no? there's just a stereotype that actors are very selfish and, uh, self-centered and, don't really care much where did the the charity and the looking out for others come from then
1: you know i think it's my parents they they grew up uh, they're migrant workers um so they had a whole life of helping each other out they're very poor sometimes i i never experienced this but my mom tells me stories about yeah we mean we We'd go to wherever the crop was, and sometimes our home was our car, and we were there for a long time. Or mm. our home was like, like uh, just a little room. Mm. But I mean, there's, there was ten of them, um, yeah. and uh, and they had to be in the small, small space for for a season. Yeah. Um, until they moved on to the next town, and oh. it took, it took. From the stories I hear, it took a lot of help from other people in order for for those communities to survive. So they so they were always helping. And my yeah. mom still to this day will see people and say, "Oh, I wonder if he needs a place to stay." I'm like, "Mom, you're gonna get murdered. You don't even yeah. know this person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you just met him." Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. I think uh, I think it comes from it my parents. Comes from parents. Def- parents. Definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah. Cause that's what I'm worried with. Um... But with my... I have a five-month-old. Ah, congratulations. Yeah, That's right. It's you, so weird. You. That I, is so it's weird. So weird. weird. When my it's...
1: friends that... I mean, I feel... I'm 41. and I don't feel ready for kids yeah. at all. Yeah. I don't think I'm
0: ready right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive. Yeah. Um, I, we, we start... Uh, me and my wife start thinking of stuff. We hope he turns out. And we hope he... He is charitable. We hope he has that empathy mm-hmm. for people. And uh especially for people he may not identify with um so then we were, we were thinking how the fuck does that happen like where does that come from in people and so i was just wondering where that came yeah, from with because you. You, you could tell it and i didn't know this about you which is great now finding it out uh-huh. that you're so passionate about that and so that's what i was wondering where
1: does it come from and your know. parents
0: did you did they Well my
1: parents definitely and uh yeah definitely I mean we grew up catholic and we talk about it at church but I think the example was definitely the the from your parents from yeah. my parents cuz I'm not religious at all now so, yeah. uh, but I still yeah. continue and you know I I mean I I grew up very different mm-hmm. um um from everyone else uh uh and when I came out of the closet I came out very young mm-hmm. but um I think came out of the closet as Mexican. <laughs> he has Mexican. No? Okay, got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I knew I was gay for her my whole life, mm. but I said uh, I think at fourteen I was like, "That's it." I, that's yeah. It. But I grew up very different. I mean, going to dance class and I, I, all the other guys were doing other things. Um, you, you picked up, picked on a lot, and I was tiny and skinny and, uh-huh. and yeah, and uh, you know, I mean just high school and like grade school and just school school, period you're just yeah know. you're just insecure and and that whole thing and and i think now i think i don't like when people feel bad or are feeling bad in any way whether it's um they don't have enough to eat Mm -hmm. i can't even imagine what that would be like um and them having to support the whole family yeah and i don't know what the history is um, or them having to deal with some type of substance abuse or, or, or that type of thing. I, I, I uh. Are we going to uh, kick kicked out again? Oh, oh my God, the police are.
0: You know. No, it's security. <laughs> We're just, oh man, they're going to kick this other guy
1: out. Oh, maybe him.
0: Um. We're just going to watch from, from this other side.
1: Oh, oh, oh what's he looking at? I, I don't know. I feel like he's watching something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they heard us talking about Walter Mercado and now they're. <laughs> they're, they're trying to figure it's the it best out. podcast ever there's <laughs> <Hey>. action <laughs> there's so many things
1: yeah, um, but I I, I don't I, uh, I don't like to know that people are feeling bad uh, like yeah like I said they're hungry or they have a substance yeah. issue or wh- whatever the story is I just I, it just, uh, it just it just just bothers me so much like I feel it inside and yeah. if there's any way that I could help I uh, I have to yeah. yeah I hate it when kids feel bad oh, I, know. I hate when I hear stories about People are mean to them. And just any of yeah. them, like... because they're just kids. Yeah. They, they
0: don't know anything. They didn't do anything. Yeah, they did and nothing. They did nothing! <laughs> Not um, to be
1: that... that and, that, gosh, I, I wonder if people... Because you don't know, and we've all been guilty of saying things. Um, yeah. But I wonder if people know the impact that that has to a person their whole life, potentially. <sighs> yeah if they would do that type of thing if they mm-hmm. would say make fun of their hair or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. they really
0: they really take it to heart yeah. working um, me working with my kids they they definitely they'll they'll hear something someone says and it's about them and they just hang on to it yeah and then to undo it is so hard mm-hmm. and I don't but I I think that's would you say that's with adults too, though? With... Oh, yes. Yeah. i would just thinking random. I, I always hear the, I'll hear, oh, you were so great in the play, you were so great. And then one little, you could have done this better.
1: I'm going to go to that one thing Yeah.
0: versus all the praise on this other side. Yeah, what is it's... that book? Uh,
1: the Black Pearl, I think it is, where the whole point, I think the point of the story is that there's like a scratch on one of the pearls or whatever and no um, one could focus on how beautiful the pearl was. They would just focus on the scratch. Just the tiny little scratch. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think uh, um, yeah, you know who I think I think and I'm generalizing here, but I think creative people <laughs> were the worst I can at see, that. I can see we're that. the worst at yeah. that. We're like, oh no, we beat ourselves up and we hold on to it like yeah. crazy comedians. Oh, oh, God, they're going to hate me right now, but they'll, <laughs> not, they'll agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. We're, you know, we're supposed to be funny, right? And people yeah. are like, it'd be great to hang out with a comic. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because no. backstage, we're beating ourselves up, and I could have said this. I did terrible. Oh, God, they hated me. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, this other comic stole my joke. What is he doing? <laughs> is, is oh, shit. It's going on and on and on, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think creative people were all like that. I think so. My theater friends are like you, that, too. Yeah, because yeah. you put so much of
0: yourself... Into this thing, and then you throw it out in the world. And I think it's probably the only job, you know. If you're selling donuts, it's whatever. It's your donut. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a taxi cab driver, but as a comedian or a dancer or a singer, you're like, "This is me." Yeah, yeah. And then they shit on it, and you die inside, or
1: you even just overthink it, um, or you become so numb to it. Oh, oh fuck. You become dead. You, yeah, you know. I, I may have gone to a million auditions and uh my friends are like i tell my friends oh i'll meet you later i have to go to this audition or whatever uh-huh. and uh um they're like how was it I was like i eh, probably didn't get it i don't know They, they yeah. had dead eyes and whatever and they're like how do you do that do i haven't just, hit that point how do you go i was like you go to so many yeah so just like whatever shit no, i haven't hit that <laughs> yeah. point yet but um, you really go in there thinking i got this yeah and then you yeah. leave you're like mm, i don't know I i'm don't gonna think go so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to drink several drinks. Yeah,
1: I need to see Yeah, I guess I'll go to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guess i have is.
0: to keep working this job. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. with with stand-up comedy, um can you talk a little bit about I guess the you don't have to give names or anything, but like the the instances you were saying if someone steals a joke or mm-hmm. maybe um what makes a crowd or a situation not fun i guess when there are some nights i bet when you're hitting it and the yeah. crowd is getting it and there's some nights where the thing is just something is off yeah what makes those nights oh it
1: could be a lot of things it could be you know i feel like the time that happens to me and i know when it's coming I just, oh do you well i know in myself because i say you know what i am not in the place to get on that stage uh-huh. i'm not but now they're gonna call my name so i have to go and i have to pull it together now but 90 mm-hmm. percent of the time i can't pull it together and it'll either be a horrible performance or eh, it was okay i'm not proud of it the crowd seemed to like it but it's nothing yeah uh-huh. <laughs> you know, whatever
0: so, oh so you don't think you've had like an but, awesome yeah but like i've that. had a uh, no i've had awesome, yeah, oh okay okay, so, okay but okay. i'm just saying
1: if if uh if if there's a time when things go bad that's that's uh that's when it happens yeah when I'm just not uh, I guess people some people call it being centered or just in my space or, mm-hmm. or I'm not being present um, yeah. yeah that's when I know that's I'm not gonna give a good performance but that's me um, yes but I think other things happen like um, you have the horrible hecklers that just go on and on and, on and on and on yeah and I don't know I think sometimes people think they're being funny and they just wanna be a part of the show yeah but, you know, it, it's a skill. I mean, n- now I don't mind it so much in that um, I talk about myself in um, in a lot of my stand-up, and it just happens to be that I also like guys, and then it triggers something in, in people. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll get heckled, and never fails at least once a show. Uh-huh. Uh, but I wait for it, and I say, you want to be a part of this show? We're going to make you a part of this show. Right. Yeah, so, I, yeah, it's a it's a skill I've developed in turning that around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but sometimes it's relentless and they just ruin the show for everyone. And I've seen comics just, they can they can't do their material. The yeah. whole time is just them reacting, going back and forth. And they get off stage and I'm like, I didn't even get to do my act. Yeah. i like, well, the crowd loved you though. You did a great job. And he's like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. I just, just, talking stuff about this person and the crowd is drunk that's why they were laughing and (laughs) yes yeah that must
0: be rough yeah yeah because you have a a set plan of or an idea of what you're gonna go do and this asshole is yeah i wonder what it is about uh comedy shows because that doesn't really happen in theater no not not really (laughs) and you know
1: i do a lot of of storytelling events now Uh uh-huh and in storytelling, people are there to hear the story. It just seems like that. Yeah, they're there. They're polite, and you don't hear anyone saying even if it's a like, because I've heard some really um, controversial, I guess, topics when people are talking and just telling their stories. And uh, I haven't heard anyone say "oh no" or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They just are kind of respectful there. But I don't know. I don't know what it is about comedy. Yeah, for some
0: I, reason, they the audience feels invited to just heckle. And yeah. say whatever the fuck they want. I don't get... I don't know where that... I have no idea where that yeah, comes from. One but one. It, it's a
1: part of it. And, yeah. Uh, and you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean other things. Uh, oh, God. There's a lot that goes on. I think as a performer, uh, how are you... How are you feeling? How prepared you are, obviously. Um. Um. But just that energy that goes on in there. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a hard thing to do in stand-up is, is hosting. Um, oh, okay. And it's a, it's a skill that... Uh, that just uh, a lot of people will have a hard time mastering. Yeah. Uh, but a good host will carry that show from beginning to end. Uh-huh. Like the ringmaster. In that they're funny, they warm up the crowd, and so on, and they create that energy for the comedians. And and in between, they still keep on creating that energy, yeah. doing temperature checks with, uh, with the audience, and, and making sure everyone's having a good time all the way to the end. If you have a bad host or a host that just says, hey our next comic is oh yeah they just bring you up or or another thing you have to do sometimes the comic just doesn't do well Mm -hmm. and um um but you don't want that energy to drop and at that moment that energy dropped and it's not set up for the next next comic so your job is to go in there and bring that crowd back up and and Uh now bring on the next comic Um, yeah um, but if a host isn't doing that it makes the night rough yeah yeah and yeah it's yeah It can set it up for a bad, bad show. But you enjoy hosting. Oh, I love it. You love hosting. I love it. I love it. Yeah, some people hate it. I love it. Yeah. Because I do like like, uh, setting up that that show. And I do like to go back out to see how the crowd's doing. And, uh, I mean, otherwise you do your set and then you're off. Yeah. And then that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This this time
1: I get to be in the whole show and, uh, and hang out with the audience. And, you know.
0: I never thought of it like that with the host of them you know they set up the show they open it and then they they occasionally come back Mm -hmm. and and help you transition to the next thing versus just uh comic 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 there's a wow i didn't even think about it yeah
1: and you know if you go to comedy clubs like when you're first starting out and you say uh, the thing the way you'll start out here usually and a lot of cities is there's um i don't know uh a bar and grill that does a comedy night and uh-huh. and the guy who's booking those comedy nights lets you go up mm-hmm. um yeah your new shirt sure come on up and then you do a lot of those you do a <laughs> lot of there's so many in this town um um but that's where you get like uh your training uh-huh. um and uh and you'll reach out to the comedy club and the comedy club will say have you done any hosting and get do some hosting and then we'll put you up here so it's it's uh, it's uh, almost a foundation for you to go up yeah 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 a lot of them will request it yeah yeah it's i mean it's a good skill to have yeah because sometimes you'll be asked to host and Mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah
0: what would you suggest so if someone were to to start stand-up comedy so just hit a bunch of open mics? You know, there's no right you, way. There's your
1: way. There's your way. There's okay. Your, okay. Uh, some people will go to workshops. Uh, some people are against that. But I say whatever works for you, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I, how did you do it then? Uh, yeah, I, well, I started um, and tried it a little. And then there was a workshop and I went to the workshop. Um, and the good thing about the workshop is it helped me figure out how to pull actually my thoughts together. Um, instead of just a big ramble. Uh Uh, So now I knew um, what a structure of a joke could be. Uh, You know, a joke you'll want to, at least for me, um, you'll want to surprise surprise the audience. I didn't expect you to say that. Or you got me. Or or, Uh I can't believe you said that. That kind of stuff. Um, Or the performance value of it. But uh, that workshop taught me how to pull all of that together. So that was a great thing for me. Yeah, but definitely... Going to... Getting on stage as many times as you can, no matter where it is. Um, Even if you're performing for three people, sometimes that could be your best show. You make those three people laugh. Yeah. Imagine when there's a room of 500 people. You're going to kill. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Get on stage as much as you can. Write as much as you can. Keep a uh, a journal with you or however you take notes in your phone, (laughs) whatever. But if you have an idea, write it down or record it, uh, a voice recorder, whatever, because... By the time you park, you're going to forget your idea. Yeah. Yeah. So write it down, write it down, write it down or record it or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, and, and uh, I think a helpful thing is for me is to look at the normal things that go on in life, the basic things that go on in life, the things that are relatable. All of us get stuck in traffic. All of us, uh, Uh all of us, yeah, all of us, this, that, all of us don't, uh, all of us are... I mean how many of us have been in that situation where you're sit digging through your uh cigarette uh lighter or the, for change because yeah, today yeah. is tomorrow yeah <laughs> like, oh, I need yeah. to make it <laughs> yeah. yeah oh fuck <laughs> yes. yeah yeah so I mean you know just normal stuff uh student loans uh, oh, fuck. uh dropping out uh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. studying theater and you're supposed to be a nurse you know, Yeah. that kind of stuff yeah I'm gonna go
0: cry in the bathroom now. <laughs> all these things you just brought up—rent, student loans, yeah, yeah,
1: well, career mean, choice, career choice, yeah. anything you know, anything painful, really. Yeah, uh, anything that causes conflict, all of the, those things will end up funny later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. way, yeah. It, uh, it even the worst thing I've heard comics make um, cancer funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I think it was Ellen DeGeneres where she had a friend that committed suicide and one of her best bits about a fly, uh, I think it's a fly, um, uh-huh. that she's famous for uh, came out of that whole traumatic situation. So oh, really? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you can recognize those things or, or even you write them down and you forget about them and then you come back to them and you're like, aha, yeah. I do that all the time. I, yeah. yeah, all the time. Yeah.
0: What is, um,
1: where is your favorite place? to perform Mm -hmm. you know I um, here locally I do love the improv and stand up I mean my first stage was was the improv Mm -hmm. Um, and stand up live the the staff there are just great Uh, the manager there is great Um, some people have their yeah. those are the big clubs Uh, small spaces um, let's see here I think there um yeah third space is a great place uh, to perform at they have a great comedy show there um i just did a show last night i'm I'm sorry uh friday night at uh, rum runners Uh uh-huh uh which is a bar but they have a a comedy show there and i think they can only probably get about 50 people in that room maybe a little more but it gets packed and as close as you are to me right now the audience is even closer oh yeah (laughs) you're like right at the shit yeah yeah and uh yeah, you'll either do well or you won't. But, uh, yeah. but I love it. I love it. I, lo- I love that energy just coming at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I think another... Out of town, I really love performing at the Ice House in Pasadena. I love that place. Ooh. I love that place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every time I'm there... I, Why do you love it so much? You know, I feel like it's not... It, it is a comedy club. Um, a lot of people have gone through there. All of the people, like the legends that you... you you hear about have gone yeah. through there um when they started and uh and it's not the big huge comedy clubs like like the improvs and all of those amazing places are this is still a comedy club but it's still a little smaller mm-hmm. um so it's a little more intimate i guess the intimate thing i, I love yeah, yeah 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 i love it i love that place yeah.
0: cool <laughs> um with the was that security, security, security again yeah. god damn um so the, can you tell a little bit about the, the storytelling events that you do? Do you do that with a particular organization? or? Uh, you
1: know, um, I Dan, uh, oh, God, his last name is escaping me. But he runs a show called uh, The Storyline, mm-hmm. um, and they're Story Slams. Um, he used to run another st- storytelling show that I did for him at the Crescent Ballroom. Mm-hmm. But he's a storyteller. And he also did stand-up in New York, I believe, in, in his day. And um, he used to have a show where he, you'd pitch an idea to him, you'd craft the story together, and then, you, and then you'd perform it. But this one is kind of like open where you, he gives you a topic, he posts a topic, you put your name in the hat, and you're able to go up and, and tell your story. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. That
0: sounds so fun.
1: But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And then there's like a small prize prize. Uh, uh, at at the end of Uh who got the most points and whatever but um yeah it's a lot of fun and you know what i love about that is is it helps a lot with stand-up in in that all of those jokes that that you hear comedians saying there's a story behind those jokes yeah but a lot of times they have had to weed out so much information because Uh a stand-up audience usually well for a joke usually um you have such a small amount of time to get the audience. Yes. So you're setting it up, and the audience is really in their mind. They're they, I don't even, they're in their mind. They're waiting for the joke. Uh-huh. Um, and they're waiting and waiting. And if you go on too long with that setup, you're going to lose them, and they don't even know what the joke was about. Right. right. Um, so you have to you have to set up and punchline. Set up and punchline, or set up. Yeah. Um. But with the storytelling event, I can actually go back and tell what was funny about. All of that, all of those details about that story and include the punchline at the end. Yeah. Um, But they're great. Yeah. It it gives me a chance to like work all of that out. And then I'm like, okay, so now what what do I put into the joke? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is there a a Facebook, what's the name of the...
1: The Storyline? The Storyline. Okay, we'll find it. Um, Yeah, and it's a Changing Hands book story now, so... Oh, cool. Yeah. The Storyline. Yeah, 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 you should definitely do it. I want to find it. Yeah.
0: Um, with the end of the episodes, we usually... Oh, no, I want to ask you one more. You said you have a,
1: a podcast. Do you want yeah. to talk about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so we have Ui Kukui, uh, <laughs> and it's a, yeah, it's a podcast about anything scary, uh-huh. really, anything. You know, Kukui's in, a, 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 in, for us, for us growing up, uh, uh, um, my, my co-host Ricky Ariza, he's the, the, the artistic director, there you go, artistic director for Teatro Bravo, and, yeah. um... He, uh, him, and I decided to come together and talk about uh, all things scary. And Kukui was just the funniest thing that came up to us because our parents would always tell us that when I we were little, Oi, yeah. yeah, get away. And kookooey is like the the boogeyman. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also um, contemporary boogeyman that that are around. We have a president that we oh, believe man. is the boogeyman right now, and the administration, oh, and just things that are <laughs> going on in life. Oh, th- fuck all of those things are just horrifying to us yes yeah and we talk about those oh things <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> as well as we're both artists so yeah. we uh we're latinx artists so mm-hmm. um we talk about anything in the art world that that's going on that interests us yeah. um yeah so it's a, ui it's a fun we po- kukui yeah we just heard yeah. of the second episode and uh and
0: I think it went well. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. What is, where is it uh where can people find it? Yeah, iTunes. iTunes, okay. Uy Kukui. Uy Kukui. Uy Kukui. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Or they can go on my website, there's a link there, uh Okay, yeah.
0: cool. Um What were you scared of?
1: What was I scared of? Yeah,
0: growing up. Or even up. now do you Santa have? Santa Claus, it? you know that? We just talked about that. It that's a scary concept. <laughs> and it was like, always <laughs> scary to me it when because christmas just happened um my kids were santa's coming and so i i asked my students questions to see it, get their brains going I'm like so who is this man who mm-hmm. is it he said well he comes into your house and he gives you presents how does he get into my house <laughs> uh we leave him cookies and he comes in the chimney what if i don't have a chimney he's gonna come through your door i said nobody's coming into my house <laughs> yes. leaving me boxes it, it is a what made you scared about it i don't know like
1: old men with like beards yeah okay that like hug. i see it it's just uh, creepy i feel like the, yeah in charge of these little people yeah and you know when i was little i didn't like like sitting on his lap and like he would like this is this is the thing <sighs> no. this is what i remember sitting on this guy's lap i remember going to westridge mall in uh no not westridge mall uh park no 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 was it westridge mall yeah anyways going to the mall uh, <laughs> Some of the malls. one of the malls and uh uh sitting on this guy's lap uh-huh. and uh but he had a, like a big beard right and it was the real beard i remember this guy was like a real like guy with a real beard and uh-huh. i could smell the beard i could smell like the warm breath coming out of uh-huh. and his beard and i was just like ah, this is weird and i yeah to this day that whole creepiness that's was very creepy.
0: it is very creepy when you think about it <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs> it
1: disgusting yeah there's Uh, like old guys at the gay bar that I'm like no no. (laughs) Santa no (laughs) keep standing away from me I can't do this
0: (laughs) um you can't even drink hot cocoa no Um, yeah have you heard of Elf on the Shelf yeah that's kind of creepy that's very creepy too yes this tiny elf, and then he disappears to report back, and then he comes back. He's somewhere else in the house. But that's
1: all, yes, it's enough. <laughs> that, that's just, <laughs> just give me the chills. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, no, no, but yeah, but that—that's not scary. All of those folklore thingies are yeah, just scary. That's
0: nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we usually end every episode with uh, drinks, drinks. Wow, wow. How we should end with drinks after uh, Santa um, with questions, and so. That's what I like to do right now. Are they
1: like rapid fire questions?
0: They could, they can be. If you want to elaborate more on an <laughs> okay. qu- answer, that's fine. Okay. Uh, what movie universe would you like to live in?
1: Movie universe? Yeah. Oh, wow. Any, any?
0: Any movie. If you saw a movie and you're like, oh, that would be great to live in.
1: Oh, to live in.
0: Hunger Games. No, that'd be terrible. No, um, that'd be terrible. That'd be the worst. I don't know.
1: I'm not like a... Uh... Or TV. You know Whatever. like the you know like those um like uh what is it, the, the the fake universes and well I guess the movies are all fake but uh yeah but uh like Star Wars and yeah, that, yeah. all that stuff uh, I don't know. I just saw Black Panther. That'd be cool to live in. Yeah, and I think that would be That really would cool be to live badass
0: in. to live in.
1: Yeah, but you know what? My favorite movie's Pretty Woman. Oh shit. And if I could find a rich guy with a loose would be great to take you out yeah that's
0: good that's acceptable um that was the correct answer yeah what is your favorite drink
1: my favorite drink diet coke is it really is it my favorite drink yeah i drink a lot of it
0: or diet drinks it's terrible drinks yeah i don't like diet drinks yeah what about alcoholic drinks that's interesting you picked a non-alcoholic drink usually (laughs) when i ask people
1: it's well, I don't drink that much anymore. For some reason. Okay. I guess when I did drink, uh, you know, what, it's disgusting. Oh, I've always loved, I I don't even know if I like, it was out of habit, but I like them. Um, my friend Marky used to, uh, when we were like 19, I think he's like, we got into a bar and he's like, order this drink. And uh, it was a shot of... Uh, Mostly vodka and like a splash of apple pucker. I was done after a shot of vodka. <laughs> and for years I drank that. And I would tell my friends, let's get a shot. And the next morning they'd be like, screw you and your stupid <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I <laughs> was so sick. Uh, yeah. And I, th- I still like the taste of them. Do you? I mean, I don't drink them now, but.
0: Maybe it was the time, like being 19 with your friend that you associate. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because I think
1: I mean I haven't drank that much in the last I don't know like year or so, but I just remember last year liking it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that
0: works. Um, uh, As you get older, what are you becoming more and more afraid of? Would that be Santa? Uh,
1: Yes, (laughs) Santa still is getting stronger. You know what is happening? Santa Trump. Yeah. Oh, Oh, sorry. A big orange beard. Oh, he'd be like the claymation Santa. (laughs) Remember that one? With the stop motion Santa? Oh yeah! Like Rudolph and Red Nose Reindeer. That, he had a red beard, right? He
0: um, did he have a red beard when he was a kid? I know what you're talking about. He did kind of have
1: a red beard. Oh, was it brown? My color blind. I feel like it was red. Is, it, is, oh, is, is, Donner, is Donald Knife. Trump a redhead? He don't just know what orange. that
0: is on his head. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. I I just think of him orange. I don't know Uh, what being. Okay, what was the question again? Sorry. Uh, What what am I more and more afraid of as you're getting older? Ah. You know what? It's terrible. I am literally turning into my parents. Yeah? In that I'm starting to worry about if I'm going to have enough money in retirement and uh, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one, too. That is a big one. uh, Because I mean, I don't have any kids, I don't, I'm not married with, I'm not with anyone, yeah. and so I'm like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> this is me looking out for myself. So, do I have enough money for this? Yeah. And will it last? And am I doing the right thing? I'm definitely, I'm definitely not saving enough money. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Was, look, I'm, I'm having anxiety right now. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm so sorry. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> what,
0: have you ever hurt yourself or gotten hurt accidentally during sex?
1: Ter- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. I, I pictured it in my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, what gives your life meaning at this point? This is the last one.
1: Gives my life meaning? Yeah. What makes you... Yeah. I think even more so now. Uh, as I just passed 40. I know that's not old, but... Um, yeah, doing something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Not what everyone else thinks I should do mm-hmm. um, I really love when I see kids studying theater and dance or whatever the arts or whatever their art is um, because they're studying what they want to study and instead of uh, sacrificing that because maybe their parents said they should be doctors or whatever damn um, <laughs> yeah because I mean it happens all the time and, and, yeah. and yeah I mean now you know we, we're adults we get it mm-hmm. um And uh, we get why they're saying that. Yeah. Um, But you really have to, because you'll spend your whole life doing stuff other people want to do. And then you get to an age where you're like, I should have, could have, probably could have. Yeah. And you didn't because you were listening to other people. So what gives my meaning in life is actually listening to myself and doing what I want to do. Yeah. Whether it's going to make money or not. Yeah. 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 I have to do it
0: that's great yeah great. Uh, do you so what's the, your website again ErnieOrtiz.com ErnieOrtiz.com yeah. do you have the, the Twitters the yeah. Snapchats I'm on, Insta- on a, I'm Ernie Ortiz
1: on uh, Twitter uh, Facebook Ernesto.ortiz and comedian Ernesto Ortiz uh, Instagram Ernesto Ortiz is there another one on Snapchat Nestor623 because I didn't know how that worked at first oh shit <laughs> So that's the name I picked. And I yeah, can't change it because I have all these followers. And I'm like, uh, they'll uh, go yeah. away. I didn't know this. If you change your name. Oh, yeah. That happened to my friend Jen. She changed her name and she's like, oh, my followers are gone. Oh, fuck. Or Nestor 623. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An next boyfriend used to call me Nestor. And then it was just stuck. Yeah, yeah. Do you
0: have any events coming up you want to throw out
1: there? Let's see here. I'll be at the House of Comedy on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, I'll be at uh, stir-crazy comedy club at Westgate um, um, tonight, but that the show is sold out. Um, but uh, I have a couple of big shows in that if you're planning to attend Phoenix Pride, which you should because it's yeah. an amazing event, I'll be uh, performing there both days. Uh, the 6th Phoenix and the 7th. April 6th se- and 7th. April 6th and 7th. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll be there April 6th and 7th at Erotic World, and it's exactly what you're thinking it is. Uh, Perfect. So, yeah, so you have to be 18 and over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and then that those same nights, I'll be in a comedy club in Mesa, and we did this on purpose. Um, we're taking, um, you know, you can always find gay events in the gay neighborhood, but there's... Uh, uh, people that are LGBT or questioning or even allies live all over the place. And, yes. uh, so we're going to a very conservative part of the town, uh, to the East side. Oh. and we're going to perform in a comedy club there called the uh, comedy off Main. Of Maine. Um, yeah. and it's all LGBT comics, LGBT, LGBT and uh, allies. Yeah. Um, um. April 6th and 7th also.
0: Oh, um, that's great. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: All of that information's on the yeah. website. Okay. we we'll yeah. on Cool. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, Thank you very much. I like right. we almost got arrested by security. I know. What the <laughs> fuck is going on here?
0: Yeah.